0: Sillman Fusion, beginning in five, four, three, two, one.
1: Before we get started, does anyone want to get out? It's Geek Stuff, TNG.
2: Who? the longest running geek related podcast out there geeks of tng
3: allegedly Allegedly.
1: but uh also really
0: who the hell are you
1: i'm peter by the way
2: dr strange
1: oh you're using your made-up names um i'm spider-man then i am the senate
2: i am
4: the sandwich
0: i can handle things i'm smart not like everybody says like dumb i'm smart and i want respect
4: they don't know what it's like running a sandwich shop. You know, it takes a village to run uh, the sandwich shop. Look at that.
1: He's making me cry.
5: I'm rude.
1: I am Batman.
3: I
2: am West Coast Scott.
1: Great Scott.
3: Oh, actually, he's the boss. I just pay for everything and design everything and make everyone look cooler. I am Big Kev. Who the hell knows why talent does what they do? And that's why they're talent. Me and Scott. The real talent on the show. Oh boy, I like to say. You're gonna need a bigger boat. I have a very long history with those characters. Scott will remember this, but Sandwich won't because he was four. I
1: understood that reference. I am Optimus Prime.
0: Why did you say that name? it! Out.
1: Out from the wreckage Can't make the same stay this time For
0: God's sake, what now? Who run Bartertown?
1: Damn it, I told you no more
0: embargoes. More blaster. <laughs> who run Bartertown? Who run Bartertown? Who run Bartertown?
1: You know who
0: say master blaster say loud master blaster master blaster,
1: master
5: what,
4: is
1: blaster. This? what master blaster runs by the town louder master blaster runs by the town
2: just making sure everybody knows that even though Tina Turner passed away, Master Blaster runs with Barter Town. You don't know, you haven't seen Bad Max Beyond Thunderdome sandwich? Sandwich Shop! I'm, best, I'm betting I've he hasn't seen, seen, seen any of them. <laughs> I've seen it, no,
4: I've seen them when I was five. <laughs> My, I, someone made me watch it. I don't know who. I was definitely forced to watch it. Because all was I remember was one of the movies, it might have been you, um, there was a kid with a boomerang, and he threw a boomerang and it caught up some dude's fingers.
3: <laughs> Yes, that was everybody. the first one that is the first one okay that was the feral kid yeah that's literally the character's name the feral kid yeah
2: now theoretically do we think that that kid grown up is in one of the later episodes
3: one of the later versions? no no that's never been established okay but that's that's a fan theory right he, um I've never heard that fan oh, theory okay. he is the narrator of the movie
2: okay that's what it is okay that's the yeah. that's the kids narrating it okay I,
3: I'm also
4: just shocked that nothing more came out of the Mad Max Tom Hardy movie. I yes, really like that. It
3: did. Yes, it did. The Furiosa prequel is coming. Yeah, it's coming.
4: Well, yeah, but like 10 years after is what I'm saying. Like I thought that would have spawned more quickly than it did. It feels very after the fact kind of to me.
3: I think you know it's awesome I mean? that they're doing a Furiosa prequel movie based on a character played by Char- Charlize Theron, who is not playing the character in the prequel. Yeah,
2: Well, theoretically, she's going to be much younger, and like Sandwich said, it's 10 years later since that movie came out, so they can't have... I guess they could de-age Charlize Theron in, and have her play, you know, old lady beating up young young people, and it'll be just like uh, De Niro. So
3: the movie's actually just eight years old. Only at this eight point. years old.
2: I mean, that is, you're right, though. It has been not a long to be. Time.
3: Speaking of De Niro, what did he just have his seventh kid? And not to Wait. be outdone, Pacino just announced that he's having his fourth.
2: Yeah, I had that on the, I had that on the prep sheet. Not to be outdone. Al Pacino, who's older than the
3: Niro. They haven't beat okay. They haven't beat Chaplin yet. Wait. You mean for the number of kids or age? No, the age yeah. at which he fathered his last kid. I, I feel like he was. Dude, do, do, I don't remember. Do you listen to the show because you were on
2: it and we discussed it last time or two times? I ago know, but I don't remember what
3: the conclusion was.
2: Yeah, the conclusion was that De Niro was already older than Chaplin was when he had his last kid.
4: Oh and, well,
2: there we go. And, and Pacino. So yeah, so is older than that.
4: Yeah, he was seventy-three. Chaplin was seventy-three when he had his last kid. And it was not De Niro, Geraldine, right? No. It, we established was that also? Yes. 83. is going to be 83 when this uh, child is born. And De Niro is 79. So De Niro had the title for all of a week or two. Pacino's four <laughs> was years older? Wow. Yep. I didn't realize that either. I don't know why, but for some reason, De Niro seemed like, not light years older than him, but just felt more older than him. Yeah.
2: All right. Well, let's do the week let's on do geek
4: stuff. This who's week, pregnant stuff. Yeah.
2: <laughs> big Cash Pregnant stuff. Uh, yeah. So this will let's do the plugs here. This is episode 723. If you're following along at home of, of Geek Stuff TNG, and you can uh, follow the show on all the social medias. It is Geek Stuff TNG on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. The website's geekstufftng.com. You can call the GVM line. 201 730 And you might hear yourself on a future episode of Geek
4: Stuff TNG. You can send us an email. TNG at gmail.com.
2: Why did that one elude me? I don't know. You're conditioning. You're supposed to do them both in a row without talking in between. It's my fault.
3: Don't yeah. worry. They'll never know. There was a, like a two-minute edit in there while you recalled the information.
2: The power of editing. Yes, that's right. And then, uh, so if you want to support the show over on Patreon, patreon.com slash GeekStuffTNG, for a dollar a month, you get access to the show's private Discord server for $3, which we actually have uh, some news from the Discord server later on in the show today. Oh! Uh, For $3 a month, uh, you get the early bird special. So as soon as we're done uh, recording and editing the shows, they go up on... uh, the Patreon for the early birds. You also get the uh, prep sheet as well in there. The Encyclopedia Prep Sheetica. It's about twenty or thirty pages these days. And uh, for five dollars a month, Jesus. I'm sorry, Jesus. Yeah. It's all the show prep that's happening while the talent just waits to show up and talk. Uh, $5 a month, it's the bonus round where you get uh, the vintage episodes of Big Kev's Geek stuff, as well as other uh, bonus shows like The Sandwich Shop when we throw those in. And finally, at $10 a month, you get to watch us live and direct as we figure out what we're going to do and watch
3: YouTube videos. Let me ask you a question real quick. Who was president the last time there was a sandwich shop?
2: I don't might have been 45, <laughs>
3: for what I know. been a minute i blame the producer of the sandwich shop i blame him too <laughs> it's not
2: the talent it's never the talent well.
3: scapegoat i have
2: the a
4: problem is he's 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 under the union contract. So he can't really go after the guy
2: oh, oh yeah it's all big he's out for the writer's strike right now because he can't write new content for uh the sandwich shop right now he's he's got a team of writers and they're all out picketing
3: yeah it's well, it they're couldn't happen to a worse guy uh, we don't see. have to follow these laws. Fire them. <laughs> I don't know. If want, you want
4: the union coming down here? That geek stuff. Union office. pension. What do they say upstairs when they find out we we offended the union?
2: I don't know. Let's call. Let's call. Uh,
4: do what I gotta do.
2: Call executive producer OG and see what he says. If the union's got a problem. Ooh,
4: the lolly. Well, we can't even reach OG for questioning, because he's still like being questioned for his own personal matters, is he not?
1: We have breaking yep. news in the Pentagon's leaked classified documents. His arrest
2: comes after the Washington Post released a stunning new interview with a teenager who claims he knows the alleged leaker. ABC's Rena Roy has the breaking details.
4: The teen calling the leaker OG,
5: telling the paper he did not want to disclose O.G.'s identity, location, instead describing OG as a charismatic, gun-loving gamer
2: yeah i mean
3: i guess maybe that's, that's why it. we can't reach him for a comment that's it charismatic gun-loving gamer uh, i wish he would i wish he would reach out to us and let it, us know you, you know okay he, i'll try to reach out to him again and see if i can get probably to, him have to reach his through, legal uh before you could legal. uh yeah that's what i mean like through his lawyer oh well he still seems to be able to tweet because i did
2: uh i did tweet at him there was an article about. Uh, He's, he's got people for that. Oh, this is his people. Yeah, because there the, the, was an article about uh, the ending of the Arrowverse, right, with the Flash season finale, and I asked if he had any comment, and he said that he hadn't watched it in years. But maybe they just don't get the CW in uh, federal prison. I don't know.
3: Well, he's not in prison, but I, I think, um, I mean, I can't say as I blame him for giving up on the Arrowverse, because CW yeah. up on the Arrowverse a couple of years ago. So, clearly. Yeah. They oh, couldn't that. even get, they could not even get that kid Cisco, who was on that show for like eight years, to be in the finale. Oh, really? Mm hmm. Remember that actor was that played Cisco? They couldn't even get him on there. Oh, yeah. Conflicts. Really? The guy's like one of the core members of the team of the show. And we can't, like, do a little schedule fudging in order to get him in on the final episode. It was so bad. I mean, also, I haven't seen. Don't get me wrong. I haven't seen anything. it. I haven't seen it since some version of Barry from the future was the villain. Oh wait, that doesn't really distinguish it from any other season. Was that season one, two, three, three four, four, five, or five, six, six, eight? Um. Yeah, or some other, I should say, or some other version of some other character from the future or an alternate dimension who was the villain of the season. Um, that said, I liked what I saw of it. I just thought that of, uh, of all the myriad of Flash villains, the fact that they kept going to the well just was stupid, my opinion. The,
4: so the CW, I feel like, really... Died for me. And it wasn't even when Arrow died. It was like before Arrow died. when Before Arrow even ended. Is when it hey, for me.
3: You're using your headset mic today, not
4: your flaming hot one? Yes, I'm not using my... I could switch to flaming hot if it's that bad quality.
3: I don't know. It's It just sounds different. It definitely is different. I could switch if it's a problem. I think you should switch because I think the other one sounds better. This sounds like... Right. Okay, I'm sorry right. that... I'm sorry that Cousin Dave is retarded and doesn't know left from right and i'm sorry that mumbles is just an asshat it feels like that's what i'm responding to all right
4: well so so play the lady me panina so i'm gonna set up my mic all right,
3: all right. Da, 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 da. wait we can put the show on hold show properly on hold. show on hold put the show on hold <laughs> And so I says I says to sandwich I says if you're going to use your headset mic you had better be using it immediately after the show to play at least one to three rounds of Fortnite with me because that's a reason oh oh we're back yeah we're back we're back hey you <laughs> oh know- wow wow that's such a great great place
4: to pick back up on
2: <laughs> yeah and before we get too far into the show let's do let's do a couple of voicemails there's one I wanted to get uh, right off the top oh, here. so let's do, let's do a couple of voicemails what the hell yeah, so hang on. Here's Let's do this one. Hello.
3: Um, hey, i got a question and a prediction. Um, first, this Tom King guy that's been writing a lot of Batman stuff lately, is any of his stuff worth reading? I haven't read any Batman since Snyder and the
4: Parliament of the Owls stuff, or Court of the Owls. It's supposed to be Parliament, though.
3: Um, and then... Supposedly, a new Star Wars movie is going to be announced. Um, I, I'm positive Grogu is going to be in it. They have to put Grogu in everything now. Goodbye. That, of course, is the lamentable Cousin Dave. Oh, I thought that was someone's alcoholic grandfather. <laughs> no, that's... Well, you're close. Um, uh, I always... I know everyone, everyone... Everyone I've told this to, I, I always, I, Dave, Cousin Dave claims that he's met me and he may very well have in the heyday when I I met lots and lots of people and I just don't remember. But that said, I have always, even ever since we've been playing online together, uh, uh, everything, I always picture that I'm playing, like Fortnite, I always picture that I'm playing Fortnite with, with Nick Offerman. Because I don't know why that his voice lines up with me for Nick Offerman. If you know who that is Look it up, that's who Dave sounds like, to me. like a broken, you know, sickly Nick Offerman um, to his questions. I've heard Batman is pretty good. Court of the Owls is a pretty stellar. Storyline, I, I don't know that I don't know that they're up to that level. With this, with this guy, I don't think so, but I've I've heard it's pretty good. I don't, I'm I'm years behind, so I, I don't even, I couldn't even say.
2: So the, the Court uh, of Owls was the, the, kind of the first crossover event after the New 52, right? That was Zack Snyder writing it at that time?
3: I think so, yeah, it was definitely Snyder and Capullo on oh. Court of the Owls, because I'm pretty sure I have a Court of the Owls mask signed by Snyder and Capullo, I uh, think. Got, See, which, is, got that got right? a, is that right, uh, is that in the archive? I, I got a long box in the, I, in the garage I that
2: one. with all the new 52. I'm, pre- I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty sure I have that somewhere. You do probably you, do. I just can't think of that. Do you think those new 52 are, are worth anything? Like when that first came oh. out, I got them all. They were like carded in a box, or whatever. And I never even I, read I wish. No. New and
4: but no. no. Comics just, especially. It, they don't go for anything. Even their ones. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like the only comic that goes for anything is like. Batman number one from 1944, but it's like you either get that one, which is like millions of dollars, maybe an exaggeration, but you know the point of saying that or like comics, not an
3: exaggeration. That's not an exaggeration. That book will probably, you know, that there, there was, I was just reading some article of some huge trove of golden age comics was acquired by somebody and it's going to be put for sale and it's got every key DC book in it. I it's something like forty thousand issues of comics. I, I I don't know exactly what, but um, but all the key issues were in there, like like Detective two fifty two. Was that the first appearance of Batman? I always forget. Uh, Batman number one, suit action comics number one. Uh, like it was a whole crap load of of these books that are apparently going to come to the market, which I suspect will will drive the prices. For those books, even higher. Where, I where did where was this trove hidden? All I honestly book? don't. I didn't. I don't remember that much about. It. I only saw that it was a. I saw, I saw, I saw
4: one. On, I saw it on Facebook too. We might have seen the same one. Oh yeah, yeah, um, yeah. It was on Facebook. I, yeah, I, I think I looked. It's somewhere. It's not close to us. I'm pretty sure when I looked at it, it's
3: somewhere. No, no, no. Of, but it'll be wh- right. whoever the auction is. It'll be international because that's that's big money right there. Any one of those books would be the cornerstone of a comic book auction. And they have, like, thousands. Yeah. All of them. Yeah, do you recall it saying something along the lines of, it was like every DC comic or something, 40,000, I don't know. I remember exactly what the description was, but that it was coming for sale, that the books would be available for sale and I, I'm pretty sure I'm I'm sure that I saw that it was going to be some kind of auction. So I can only imagine if you're a comic book person or a really, really savvy investor, that's probably going to happen so very soon. It's
4: so in theory, because I found the post. Oh, the guy works and lives somewhere in San Francisco. So it's not close. Okay. But yeah, so he has close every me? single DC comic published from New Sand Sales from nineteen thirty-four. To 2014. So from 19 19 to 2014. So So 80 years
3: of comics. Yeah, and isn't the number something like 40,000 issues or something? Over
4: over 40,000 issues. Yeah. Yeah, and you look at these comics, and it's just like...
3: I mean, you're talking, not an exaggeration, multiple millions of dollars there even just for the books they're showing in the photos you're talking multiple millions not to mention the fact that if he has complete runs of of fucking anything action superman batman detective on and on and on if he really has every one of those books from uh, you know from all that time period i mean let's take grading and consideration into the fact the ones that he has there those examples that they're showing photos of look really incredible yeah so if we take the line that he probably has a fairly good condition collection and these and they're showing the key and the key books which are usually you know are not usually in the best shape but these clearly are i think what i think what's going to happen is is this is gonna this is gonna be this could be the biggest comic book auction of all time i think so I, th- I would looking, imagine i'm looking at an article from april of 2020
2: but it says you know a collector's dream forty thousand rare dc comics for sale and then it says um this prized collection spanning 90 years belonging to DJ and producer Ian Levine features every single comic released from 1935 to 2016. Sounds like the same collection to me. I mean, no, but I mean that I mean every single one. That is I mean that's a perfect collection, right? Now, I mean, I'm sure
3: it's If like... it's every single issue of every single title then yeah. Man. I mean, wh- yeah, how amazing is that? Well, what's amazing is, is how much money he's going to make on it. That's oh, really geez. what's amazing. It's like that's I mean, yeah. Any one of those key books that they show in the photos of the article that sandwich found sandwich, can you? Oh, I don't think you can. Um, can you jot down the name of wherever that article appears? And I'll I'll try to get it up on our Facebook later on. But any one of those key books that they're showing in the photos of that post would solve all of my financial problems forever.
4: So what you're saying is heist
3: stuff to TNG.
4: Yeah,
3: I mean... You you son of a bitch. I'm in.
4: Yeah, exactly. (laughs) I I got some cool comics for me over the weekend. You got what? I got some comics over the weekend that I enjoyed. Okay, what comics? It's some Hulk comics. It's the first appearance of Maestro. Wow! So for me, it's cool,
2: and so which is funny for those that aren't uh, super Hulk fans. Help us out, who Maestro is? Maestro is really old,
3: smart, evil Hulk from the future. From the future, is it from a? Isn't he in the same future as Old Man Logan, Old Man Hawkeye? Uh, so, no, that's separate somehow. Oh, that's a
4: different universe? Because Old Man Logan kills the Hulk in that universe
3: and adopts his kid. Uh, but is that Hulk the same as Maestro? No, different thing. Uh, what I mean to say is, are there two Hulks in the future? One is Maestro, one is the Hulk. It's like some weird alternate timeline thing. Oh. does it's I like, like Old Man Logan and Old Man uh hawkeye i may have that two pack of marvel legends i don't know if i do if not i have the uh the trade of old
4: man logan i like old man logan a lot does Um, hulk
2: seem to go evil in uh, many alternate futures anytime in the future
4: he
3: goes evil you go you go five minutes in the future and he's probably evil he loses control is basically what in the case of maestro yeah he just gets twisted yeah I think in the... It's the in best the, way to put it. In the Logan Wanny, he got, like,
4: extra gamma radiation or some shit and became extra evil then.
5: Evil, I tell you Evil!
4: They, um... Yeah, anytime Hulk goes in the future, if he's there, uh he's probably a bad person. That's interesting. Which, you know, is a thing, yeah. yeah. Hulk is used for a lot of things nowadays. He's a bad guy. He's, like, a... I'm gonna make this one generic superhero look really strong by beating the Hulk.
3: So yeah, that's always what that's. They've been using him as a crutch for that for you to to I show know. the power of other characters for years. Right, that's it.
2: He's the standard. He's the strength standard. So they it's use just, him.
3: It's just annoying. Yeah, it's in the way that Akira, character. in the way that Akira is the anime by which all other anime should be judged. Same thing.
2: The, uh. Hey sandwich, do you think that Megatron would ap- approve of Akira when it comes to anime? What would Megatron think about that? Um, he'd probably have no problem with it based on the video you sent me.
4: What, what, Megatron what, roasting a kid for his anime choices. What, um what, Megatron which, probably wouldn't have a problem with what,
2: it. Which one did did he not like? What did what do you call it? It's a garbage anime for babies or something like that? What did he? My Hero Academia. <laughs> that was pretty it's funny. That... I mean, yeah, I don't even funny. I don't even follow anime, that... but it's like man, Megatron is like up on his anime
3: yeah well megatron he, uh, like the transformer
2: yes
4: so quick story they, they do the um at universal you can like take a picture with a, a guy in a suit who's a transformer and yeah. one of the kids taking the picture was like oh what do you think about anime and then they he started making fun of him for his favorite anime choices Megatron oh. making fun of the kid my
3: hero academia is very popular Yes, it's people a very who, simple pe- anime. People who I don't associate with liking anime in any respect, apparently, like My Hero Academia, it's which I find odd. very basic. Like, none of the
4: plot lines are super complex. None of the characters are super complex. And it's superheroes, so like it's something that yeah. Western media can latch onto very easily because it's like superhero high school. Kids... Random. Everyone has power. Oh, Western media is it? Oh, it's Western media. People in the U.S. of A. are West. Yes. Thank you. And that's why That's what he said. It was because you you seemed like you weren't completely understanding it. So I just want to make sure you're understanding. No, I I just
3: thought I just thought it was adorable that you you know said you know it's something that Westerners could understand. Well, yeah as though we're idiots over here who don't fucking understand that the Japanese are just shit storytellers. What? Don't believe me? Watch Spirited Away. I shit, a... shit story. Princess Mononoke, brilliant story. Oh, here we go. Akira, brilliant story.
2: All just right. saying. Before, before you get us in too much trouble, let's go to the next voicemail. Hold on.
3: Oh, what's the trouble? Wait, do we address both of his questions? Batman, what was the other one?
2: Uh, is Grogu, Grogu, Grogu going to be, be in Wars Star Wars? Wars oh, Marvel.
3: uh well, unless yeah. he appears in the movie with Ray, I think that's I think that's I mean, we 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 got to think that Ray is what Let's, for argument's sake, let's say 20 years removed from The Mandalorian, because I don't know the exact time between Force Awakens and The so, Mandalorian. Yeah, Kylo Ren is like. Yeah, he's like 20. 20, 30, 30 max. I would say he's not even. I would say 20 top. No, I'm saying 30. Like I'd push it. Okay. Um, But in the Star Wars universe, everyone ages weird. Um, Whatever it is, regardless, that's a long long haul. I'm not saying the character Grogu couldn't be in the movie and that old. And I'm not saying any of that is true or not true. I just think it would be a little ham-handed if they felt like they had to put him in there and they kind of, you know... I don't know, somehow monkeyed him in there. I, I'm not exactly sure if that would be a good idea, but if this is coming from the fact that cousin Dave thinks that Grogu will be in everything, but I don't agree with that. I don't think he'll be in everything, but also, I mean, they could advance the age of the character and well, he's 50 now him up a bit. He's 50
2: now. So if, the events yeah, but, of the Ray you know, movie are thirty still, years later. He'd still only be eighty, which is not, I mean, you know, and he's an infant at fifty. So, right. or he's a toddler at fifty. So he may be, you know, young still and still learning. Yeah, maybe 30 years later, right? Yeah, Yoda was nine hundred. Right, exactly. So he's he's still early in his development. So yeah, I wouldn't. It wouldn't surprise me to see him show up in a in a future state in that. We'll we'll see. We'll see what Mandalorian uh, it wouldn't
3: surprise me, but I I mean, I
4: don't think they're going to go out of their way to do it. Also, in theory, Kylo Ren's like 30, okay, Ray like 20. So they're that far apart, yeah. Wow, I wouldn't have guessed that either. So, yeah, I mean, we're 30 years, so Grogu's 80 roughly by the time the movies kick off,
2: and Mm. and this one's supposed to be set way down the road from the rise of skywalker right two i mean it's it's not supposed to be immediately ten years? following 10 yeah so he's I, 90
3: i think that's what they said i'm pretty sure they said 10 years since rise i think so. i hope they don't ruin the sequels Jeez. <laughs> some more such rich storytelling in the
4: sequels like when they copied that one movie and then they copied that other movie and then well, they copied that no, other movie. No, what they you're did it all a,
3: poorly. You're doing a you're doing a disservice to the original material by saying that they're copies. You know, copy implies there's some... I didn't s- say I didn't say good. I I know. I understand.
4: <laughs> what news do we got? Wait, we got <laughs> what, one more we got, we got a very and important...
2: with that we will bring this episode. I know, we're almost there. Very important voicemail.
0: Hey, yeah, big kids. West Coast Stalin. And sandwich with Russian dressing on the side. This is Superman. You know who? Calling to tell you about my favorite comic book convention happening Saturday, June 17th, in East Elacroa, New York. It is called Ski. Many peoples will be there selling all kinds of stuff like the book of comic, the toys, the artwork, the pops of Funko, the figures of the action. And there is also one big gigantic raffle too of many many unique items, and they will serve the foods, including my favorite soup, the borscht. This is a communal event to benefit the Bethany Congregational Church that has been there since 1885 to serve the community. Admission is of a donation to the church and is 405 roubles. Or five dollars in American money, Horakonzi. Saturday, June seventeenth, from ten a.m. to five p.m. at One Hundred Main Street, East Rockaway, New York. When you get there, you tell them Big K teach you, and they will get. They will look at you weird, but they will also give you a free copy of book. Also, follow us on the Book of Face and the Glam of the Insta. Look for the Horakonzi.
3: So there he is super fan Sergey checking in at uh, for his favorite comic book convention, Huracan, happening out there. What do he say? Rockaway, New York? East Rockaway. East Rockaway. Yeah. Sandwich, you going to go out to that one? Yeah. I didn't know it was happening. Definitely Sandwich know. will be making a personal appearance on Saturday, is it? June 17th. Saturday, June 17th, yes. 10 a.m. to 5 p.m. Um, Bethany Congregational Church. You can purchase autographs and photo opportunities with Sandwich by giving us a call at the GVM line 201-730-2547. And all proceeds from sandwiches, autographs and photos, uh, photo opportunities will go to supporting Geek Stuff TNG at New York Comic Con this year. And, and we know all the tricks. Don't try to gorilla your
2: uh, pictures with a sandwich by putting your phone in your pocket and having it recording while you're walking around. Yeah. We know don't all
3: that. do that. Don't do that. Don't have it filming famous people while you're getting their autograph because they don't like pictures being taken during that. That's awful. Who would do that?
2: <laughs> oh, all right. Also, well, Hey, just one more thing. Uh, again, follow Hurricane, It's H U R R I C O N. Uh, it's hurricane at yahoo.com. If you want to send them an email, uh, one more time, Bethany congregational church, 100 main street, East Rockaway, New York, one, one, five, one, eight, uh, support our friends out there. And, uh, Superman, Sergey, thanks for calling in. Sounded like he was having some trouble with his connection from, uh, uh, where, where wherever a stand. Where, parts yeah, unknown, parts unknown. So,
3: but parts we do appreciate unknown. All right. No service, a Stan, <laughs>
2: All right, let's do this. Let's do this. What do we want to do? Take a break. (laughs) Geek stuff. What's in the news? Oh, good. The news. We haven't even done any news yet. We haven't done anything. Uh, Let's see. What do we want to say? Uh, Remember we talked a couple weeks ago about the stars of the 68 version of Romeo and Juliet who were children, who were underage, uh, and a lawsuit
3: about the the nude scene? Yeah. um, Yeah. About that. I'm pretty sure one or both of them, one of them for certain, the woman who played Juliet for certain, and maybe the dude also that played Romeo, uh, were at Chiller last fall. Oh, wow. Because I popped over there to say hi to some people and they were there. Uh, or at least she was. I feel like he was there too, but I didn't see him. I did see her. But they're involved in a lawsuit now over the nude scene.
2: Yeah, because they were they They were fifteen and sixteen. Now they're both seventy-two. Um, and uh, but it it's the, the the they were suing over it, but the case got tossed out. Los Angeles County Judge dismissed the lawsuit, uh, finding that it's protected under the First Amendment.
3: It's Franco Zeffirelli, right? Uh, yeah, I think that's correct. Is that well? They can't be suing him because he's been dead forever. I think there were, the
2: Paramount Pictures is state? who they're suing.
3: Oh, oh, okay. When I was at
2: Paramount, they were sweating it for sure. I swear.
3: <laughs>
2: that's uh, Olivia Hussey and Leonard Whiting. Hussy. Hussey. Is It, it is Hussey.
3: That Hussey. Oh, I believe it's Hussey. Olivia Hussey. Can't Hussie. call her that. <laughs> and what? And what? Uh, uh, yes. And what was the next thing?
2: Next on the list of news. Uh, let's see. Um, so just the writer strike still ongoing. Uh, Deadpool three is uh, had to halt filming because uh, the writer strike means that Ryan Reynolds can't legally improvise on the set. Um,
4: so do they stop or are they just going to proceed and he can't ad lib? Everything is
3: stopping. Yeah. Yeah. Um, And and this is what everybody knew would happen if they had a writer's strike, is that they would somehow tie up production of everything as a result. So like the Andor second season, like that dude, I should get his name, but he just put the whole thing on hold and just said, we're not doing anything without the writers here, whatever he said. And, you know, all of these things have ground to a halt. You know, no SNL, no uh no night chat shows, no no nothing. You know, nothing. Nothing's happening right now. It's it's funny because as someone who, who was in the unions,
4: you know, you support the fact that people at the union are trying to fight for, you know, things they deserve. But it's also like, okay, the writers have every right to do what they want for the union, but then the guy who's like painting the set and the boom guys and all those other people, they're out of a job right now because they're not doing any productions. So like, you know, it sucks for those
3: guys, but you want to support which, the union. Which union was that that you were in? The leg breakers? So what was that? Sorry, the leg, answer. the leg breaker union. Was I don't have the... questions about my past that my lawyer present. That's that's wise. I'm just saying I know things. I know things that happened on highways that had questionable legality <laughs> that almost went over the edge of the bridge i'm just saying you, you just want to tip your hat there or you want to shut up just saying i'm not there's saying if you know about any illegal dumping i'm just saying
4: there's lots of there's lots of places in new jersey the event, uh, that just, you don't want to be
3: found just saying especially if it's boxes with things inside maybe maybe there's things that maybe anyways are you saying that
2: there's boxes of like action figures and collectibles that got dropped off a bridge somewhere in new jersey that could be worth that, in the tens of dollars that God. would never happen
4: don't ever ask me about my business
2: again <laughs> that's right that's i'll never right. take sides against you and the family again you won't get an opportunity no i mean you know you're really smart
0: i can not like everybody says, <laughs> like dumb, I'm smart and I want respect <laughs> every time.
2: <laughs> so you need me to add, I was passed over. Michael, is that what you want on there? Kev? Oh,
3: that. oh awesome. yeah. Right. If, oh yeah. That should definitely be on if there. If we could.
2: <laughs> <laughs> uh, let's see. So yeah, so Deadpool, the, uh, the writer's guild is basically just like holding up. Here's how much the executive's making are making so if if you can't afford to pay the writers like one percent of that, then why are you making so much? Uh did you see that the uh the CEO of Warner Brothers was talking at a commencement speech and he just got booed, basically booed off the stage. Um Yeah. So again, lots of lots of things are shut down because of the writer strike. Uh let's see. I,
4: I wonder who they're negotiating with at this point. Is it just like the the studios?
2: I, I feel like there's like an amalgamation of the studios that they negotiate with. Like, all the studios, like, kind of have representatives yeah. that, like, it's a group of studios against the Writers Guild, right? Yeah. If you know who the writers are negotiating with, call the GVM line. 201-730-2547. All right. Looks like YouTube is bringing 30-second unskippable ads at some point soon. It's already brutal right now with a five-second ad that I skip in five seconds. Oh, uh,
4: See, I, uh... I pay for the
2: premium YouTube. I haven't had
3: an ad in years. Yeah, but
2: then you're watching. Then you're watching.
3: How how are you paying for premium YouTube and not sharing it with me? How is that? It's one account. Yeah, you can sign in on multiple devices. What is this fucking Netflix now?
4: listen you can afford your own if you want to share we can i'm just saying i know a guy who has a storage unit full of toys i think you can afford the 8.99 a month for youtube premium
2: what do i know oh anyways it's 8.99 a month something like that
3: 8.99 a month do you, unbelievable do you think it's worth it for, to know how, not have ads absolutely you know how many toys I, that is per month i get upset
4: one third a month 899 exactly
3: one one third of a marvel months. legend every three months you can't get one marvel legend. you can get like a leg and an arm <laughs> over the course of the course of the year you might miss one wave
4: <laughs> the entire year you'll lose one wave um i think it's worth it you know it's it's I didn't notice how aggressive ads were until I'm listening. I'm on my other friend's YouTubes when I'm like watching a video at their house. And it's like, oh, this ad is egregious and
2: it takes forever and
4: you can't skip it. It's like,
2: oh, wow, that sucks for you. So what's worse, the ads on YouTube or watching Tombstone on Freebie? Tombstone on
4: Freebie every day. (laughs) Because they'll just, like right now, if we're talking, they're going to hard cut right now. Right now. Nubio, the new drug you need to get you going where you need to go. He's like, what the fuck? And then they'll cut back literally in the middle of the conversation. And yeah, I'm sure, I'm true. confident that you that's missed like a half a second. That's true for movies.
3: That's true for movies. That is not true for TV. They pop the ads on TV shows uh, uh, where they're supposed to be. Oh, they, they do them properly? Yeah. yeah. Because what am I, I'm watching something on freebie. What am I watching? Oh, I can't remember. Something's on freebie, and it's only it's only there, but what the hell is it? Is it a new one? Is it an old one? Is it Little House? No. I forget. I'll look. Why are you watching 50-year-old
2: television shows when there's so much new content that you haven't finished?
3: Clearly, you have never seen Little House, sir. It's timeless.
2: I watched it when I was a child when it was on like first, well, I for wasn't around run. then, but there's so many other things that you could be watching. You don't need to watch.
3: Well, I'm not saying I watch it all the time. I'm just saying I watch it enough to know about the commercials in an in-depth way. Have, have you finished watching?
2: Uh, what? No. Uh, uh, yeah, you haven't watched any of the new stuff. I mean, are you? Did you watch Andor yet? It's you I like.
3: It's not the clothes. What do, what do, what do they say in,
4: in Little House on the Prairie? It's like back home on the farm. I don't know the song. I Is just, that the, I they just, go back to things?
2: I can just picture them running down the the field at the beginning of the show where they're all like running towards the camera, and I can hear the theme song in my head, and that's it. Am I losing my mind? Or do people die in that show a lot? Yeah, it's sad. Life was hard in the little house on the prairie back in the day. That's what happens. Yeah, like a,
4: like why do people like this show? I don't so much? think
3: I don't. I don't think it was Little House though. What? The the, little Rascals. The sister goes blind. I'm looking at continue watching to see. You know, I go to TV. But the sister goes bl- Like how? She just does?
2: Or uh, is Scarlet, like Scarlet fever,
3: I believe. Was it Scarlet fever? Uh something like that. Yeah. In real life, it was something like that.
2: Yeah, and remember, uh, these are all based on the actual life experiences of Laura Ingalls Wilder. So. Uh, well,
3: it's really loosely based. Loosely
2: based, but still. Yeah. But I mean, she did have a sister who went <laughs> blind. They were they lived in oh, what was the name of the town?
3: Walnut Grove. Walnut Grove. Grove. Walnut
2: Grove. Yeah. Jesus. Alright, let's talk it's... about something from this century. Uh, the Little yes. Mermaid, uh, the new live-action version of the Little Mermaid is uh, killing it at the box office, but getting uh, review bombed as per usual. The... Uh, angry people out there that can't handle any change or anything that's not yeah. like it always was. I can't handle diversity. What,
3: what what's getting bombed? Sorry?
2: The new little, uh, mermaid. little mermaid. Oh yeah, yeah that's true. So the only thing I
4: saw um I saw people upset about flounder being ugly. I mean that's um, true because
2: he looks like a real fish. The
4: dude the dude who was a was he like a pelican that bird they changed the bird to something else.
2: It it, it no it, it was Scuttle was played by uh, Buddy Hackett. In the cartoon, and it's Aquafina, mm-hmm. so it's a female instead of a male, and it's but it's still a comedic voice. I mean, Aquafina's funny, so it you know it was fine. Her song wasn't that like the song, the new song that they made for the bird. I didn't particularly like, but uh, as a movie, it was it was good. I, I enjoyed my girlfriend it.
4: is as we speak going to see it with her girlfriends.
2: oh so you didn't have to go. No, I yeah. lucked out. Oh, that's that's my wa- little mermaid. My wife's favorite thing. It's
4: not even that I was anti the movie. I um, I just don't want to go there opening. I hate going opening weekend yeah. or like early ish to movies if I could help it. No, we we took, we especially took all the on kids. like a night like Thursday and shit. Yeah. Like I don't
2: know. Yeah. No, we took all the kids. Enjoyed it. It was good. I mean, like I said, it does it does a good job of doing the live action. It's got. Uh, I was surprised Javier Bardem is uh, King Triton. I'm like, it's a pretty big name actor for this. <laughs> like he just he like stands out as a. Uh, you know, like a very well-known established actor as uh, as King Triton. Well, then Melissa McCarthy was hey. Ursula. I, I liked it. I thought it was good. I thought they did a good job. I, uh,
4: I always do my Disney oh. fun fact that Hercules and Ariel are like related because Triton is Hercules's cousin,
2: so they're related. Well, you're saying Whoa. you're assuming that King Triton is Poseidon, right?
4: No, Poseidon is Triton's dad. Oh, okay. So. In, in Greek mythology, Triton is Poseidon's dad.
2: So cousins. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Making Ariel and Hercules. fun right fact.
3: It. Right. Okay. I got it.
2: Oh, good. Hey, Kev, it? Kev's going to rejoin it's the show the, here.
3: It's, it's night court. That's what I've been watching on free V night court. When did that come out?
4: Let 80, me think, 86. uh, six,
3: I think it came out a quarter after your ass. 92. Who cares when it came
5: out? Did we you weren't even alive. A
3: Costello movie. Did you ever yes. watch it an, uh, Did you find it funny? Yeah. Oh, when did it come out? Who Before gives a alive. fuck? It's still funny.
4: I'm just saying, there's content nowadays. It's new. It's exciting. Oh 1984 God. to 1992. I think you, I think you ain't seen Night Court? Like it's a new experience for you. I'd say if it was a new experience, I know it's not. Are you watching the new, the, new, the new night court? The
3: new night court. Yeah, I haven't. I'm only. I've only seen like the first four episodes, and I, I want it to be really good. It just isn't. Is that the one with um? What's her name from Big Bang? Yes. Yes. She's also the. She and her husband are exactly are actually the executive producers of the show, I believe, along with John Larroquette. Yeah, so she's playing like a daughter of one of the main of Harry Anderson. Yeah. Okay. And Roz, uh, who is um oh, what's her name? Mar- oh my Mar- god. Marsha Warfield yeah. apparently turned up in the season finale.
2: Oh, that's good. There you
3: go. No, so uh, no uh, I don't know um, no bull, no Richard Mall. He's not gonna show up. No, he quit he quit Hollywood decades ago. Like, I don't even know. I mean I'm I haven't heard that like he's alive or dead or not, but he hasn't done. Look at his CV. It just stops suddenly, you know? Yeah. I imagine he made enough money on night court to not have to do anything again, you know, which is a nice thing. Well, plus yeah. there's those house, the movie
2: uh, residuals that probably really, you know, chip in. Yeah.
3: Kind of thinking that's not it.
2: <laughs> um, yeah. I wonder if if, if you're going to feel the same way about the Frasier reboot continuation that they're they're done no no niles i know no niles he's back in i think he's back in boston right so he is yeah one would assume that and i believe
3: that's what they're using as the excuse for not uh for for him for for the character not being there but david hyde pierce just said that he's done with the character he doesn't want to do it anymore yeah which is like what are you doing now What has david hyde pierce done besides lose hair what has he done in the last like decade i mean What has he done other than Niles Crane? I mean, I don't know. Do you know what David Hyde Pierce has been doing since Fraser went off the air? Give us a call at the GVM line, 201-730-2547, and let us know. And you may hear yourself on an upcoming episode of Geek Stuff TNG. And with that, we will take our first and only break. On this episode of Geek Stuff TNG, episode 723, I'm shocked. How'd you do that? Do what? Because he said it at the beginning. Okay, like how,
4: how'd Kevin get the number oh, on the first Oh, no, time I got it. I and saw, now I said stumble. It. Like he said it with such no, confidence. It's I'm just I'm struggling
3: for a title, trying to think what we talked about. We'll of relevance, it. Nothing. <laughs> we'll, figure uh, yeah, we'll figure it out next segment.
2: Yep, we'll figure it out next segment. Okay, line. that's fair. All right. After these
5: messages, we'll be right back. Yeah!
3: We need to get the word out that the listeners can be involved with Geek Stuff TNG directly by using our GVM line. 201.
4: 7302547. Hmm. Maybe we could use our
2: seductive voices? Huh? Our what? All right, here. Let's read these lines in our most seductive voices, like this. <clears throat>
1: hey there. We want you to be a part of Geek Stuff T&G with your questions and your hmm comments. Oh! <clears throat> That's right. We want you to tell us what's mm, on your mind. What we are doing that you <laughs> like. <coughs> so call us on the GVM line two
4: zero one seven three zero two five four seven, and you may hear yourself. Oh. Uh. On an upcoming episode of Geek Stuffs TNG.
3: <laughs> wow. Wow. What? Okay, here we go. I'm James Hatton. And I'm Podcast Rob. And
4: we're the Something Something Cast. We're a pop culture podcast that chats about movies, comics, TV, music, video
2: games, and a whole lot more. Check us out at our home at somethingcast.com. And also on iTunes, Stitcher, Google Podcasts, and other fine podcatchers as well.
4: Proud members of Hashtag Potter and Family and ACPN, the art, comedy, and pop culture podcast network.
2: Hey, Geek Stuff listeners. It's West Coast Scott here. Did you know I do a podcast with my lovely wife? Say hi, Brittany. Hi. Tell them about our podcast.
4: We do a weekly podcast where we talk about travel, conventions, Disneyland, and our growing family.
2: It's called The piecast because we got married on Pie Day. And it's available wherever you find your podcasts. You can also follow us on social media. At Pi Day Family. And my new Twitter handle is at Pi Day Scott. Check us out.
1: And now, another classic Geek Stuff ID. Come on, Bigelow, give us a better name. Come on, Bigelow.
0: How about Rocketeer?
1: Yeah, yeah, wow. Gotta worry. Rocketeer
0: is. Hi, this is Billy
4: Campbell, the Rocketeer, and you're listening to Geek Stuff TNG. Hi,
1: like it. stuff
4: TNG live from the sandwich shop party productions in sunny Southern California and big Hefuna studios it's geek stuff TNG during our commercial break you're from our amazing sponsor BuildXwing.com. this model is in 118 scale making it the only fully scaled fully detailed x-wing ever made for use with your three and three 4 star wars action figures this X-Wing features many amazing details like the Proton Torpedo Bay, working engine lights, and a light-up R2-D2. You can add your own boops, bops, and beeps. The s foils open to attack position, the lights of the cannons simulate firing, and the engine lights power up, all by remote control. We recommend you take them up on their do 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 premium offer. You get what 18 scale, accessories to create a detailed display of your X-Wing, including crates, tanks, personnel transporter, landing lamps, fuel pump, ladder, as well as several static figures, including ground crew members, and even Luke Skywalker himself. When you sign up for your subscription each month, in addition to your parts of the model, you'll get four full-color magazines featuring instructions for the parts you've received fascinating articles about the original models used in the movies and more you can collect these great source materials in a free binder which you'll receive as part of your subscription as a fan of collectibles you may have seen models like this online or shows or conventions and i don't need to tell you the price tag can be quite high the genius of this system is that you're paying a little each month as well as having fun putting it together yourself you can check out more info over at buildxwing.com or reach them by phone at 877-544-6779. Check them out today.
2: Hey, go. <laughs> okay, now <I'm> it.
3: <laughs> That's a good way to start the commercial with the crunch of a lovely Parm Crisp. That's right. No Geek Stuff TNG would be complete without Parm Crisp snack mix. Farm crisps
4: are full of all the nutrients you need and the wonderful flavors you have come to love and know. Like farm.
3: Crisp. Yeah, also crisp. Almonds, cashews, pistachios, three grams of net carbs per serving.
2: Net carbs, Kev, does that mean that it has some carbs that cancel out because it doesn't have sugar?
3: Yeah, it has diet, it has fiber in it, and no added sugar. So you take the fiber. You remove the fiber from the carbohydrates, the dietary fiber. And who makes Parm Crisps? Are they their own company? I believe so. Wow,
2: an independent company too. Looking at their website, parmcrisps.com, it says our original blend of Parm Crisps, you can get an everything tub, an original pouch, you can get the ranch snack mix pouch, or sour cream and onion pouch. What's your favorite, I'm- Kev? I haven't seen sour cream and
3: onion. What was that? I one? like I like the original. I like the original, but the ranch one is fine too. I'd like to try sour cream and onion. It's probably very good. Yeah, you could get the variety pack. Oh, looking at all of the ingredients. Oh I mean. you see, sir, I, I get them at the Costco in the large size because I eat so many
2: delicious parm crisps. Oh, uh, looking at the website, let's see. What's in the variety pack? You got cheddar, original, jalapeno everything for cheese and sour cream they all sound delicious yeah but i don't think they're
3: doing the big what is this 20 ounce i don't think they're doing are they doing 20 ounces of all those flavors i don't know for more
2: information on ParmCrisps, go to parmcrisps.com and find them at your better retailers today when you buy them mention geek stuff tng
3: for absolutely no discount Purchase right. them at
4: t- checkout and look like a weirdo.
3: <laughs> Reach out to them at farmcrisp.com and tell them you heard about Parmchrisp from geek Stuff TNG. But it's you I like just because you're you. That should be the re-entry music. I don't know what song that is. It's it's, it's, you, it's You I Like by Fred Rogers. Oh. Sandwich, who's Fred Rogers?
2: Is that not Mr. Rogers? It is Mr. Rogers. Who There's played him in the trick? movie? Who played him in the movie? Which one? The most recent one.
4: The only one. one. The only one. The, there was the Tom Hanks one. Yep. Yeah. The, and the other, was the
2: the other one was a documentary
3: played by Fred
2: one. Rogers. Dude, that documentary will make you cry,
3: man. It was good. Yep, that documentary was fucking brilliant. If you haven't watched that sandwich, you should. I haven't seen the Tom Hanks movie. You yet, a though. whole different perspective on the man. Oh shit! Oh, okay. I also found the in theory the alternate cover for the D and D book. Oh goddamn! I thought we were gonna get away with it. This shit's pretty too. Are you gonna order? Uh, are you gonna get it from retailer shitbag? Yeah, probably are we going are we live oh we've been live oh okay all right i wanted to make sure and get retailer shit bag
2: (laughs) out there to the public all right well hey i I wanted to say over on the discord server uh we got so we talked earlier in the first half of the show about that uh instagram of uh megatron making fun of the kid over his uh exactly no that's Starscream. uh Starscream is my favorite character, or my favorite bad guy. Like, when you talk about, like, a a bad guy, I think it's, like, it's always that same sound, right? Like, Starscream had that high voice. It's very similar to Cobra Commander's voice, right? Pathetic. (laughs) Uh, Anyway, there was a... It was shared, an Instagram reel was shared over on the uh, Discord server. Some folks are kind of rewatching the old Star Trek Next Generation episodes, and... So there's this one where uh, Beverly Crusher is getting like a foot massage, and there's like a nice close-up of the foot foot massage. And then they're like, wait a minute, there's a different episode later on where somebody's getting their toenails painted, and they're like, it's the same, the same cinematographers who became the director. So it's like, clearly this guy, and I'm like, written and directed by Quentin Tarantino, but it's not. I, so it's just apparently there's some uh, foot fetish stuff in old episodes of Next Generation if you want to go back and find them. But I say all that because uh, we Vicious should, Smith... We should get
3: East Coast Scott in on on that. Oh, is he a uh, foot guy? Let's say... No, he's a Star Trek guy, not a foot guy. <laughs> all right. Um, is he but... a guy? He <laughs> well, he's a foot guy. He might know, be a foot guy. I can't say. If you're a foot guy,
2: call, so, call though, the then. sandwich shop. Call what? the GVM Live.
4: <laughs> no, don't send them to the sandwich shop. I don't want them... <laughs>
3: Uh, send feet pics to Sandwich at the, Geek
4: Stuff we're, TNG. We're close for the writer's strike.
3: Foot Stuff TNG. Yeah.
2: Dude, we can make some money there. Um, but anyway, Quentin Tarantino in the news. The reason The Dietary Shop. Nice. Um, Anyways. So they are going to be putting out some. Uh, Lionsgate is going to be putting out like 4K Kill Bill Volume 1 and 2 and Jackie Brown. um but he basically said, yeah, he wanted uh, Margot Robbie's feet to be dirty in the scene, obviously, because he's got a foot fetish. Um, he w- couldn't even get a meeting with uh, the James Bond producers. But, like, he, he shouldn't be he shouldn't be doing James Bond. He shouldn't be doing established stuff because he creates his own. He had said that he doesn't, the reason he
3: won't do a Marvel because is because
2: he creates his own stuff. He's not a hired hack. Yeah. So he
3: should. Is that why he is that why he was desperate to do Star Trek?
2: Right. I mean, that's what I'm, he's like contradicting himself, right?
3: Yeah, a lot <laughs> over oh, his his take on Star Trek. Well, why can't it be his take on fucking Blade or whoever? You know, like it, it doesn't. It just doesn't make sense. He's saying all these things because he's never been offered those things, and he probably would be like to be offered of those things and hasn't been so and now of course all this creepy shit's coming out. and isn't he doing like one more movie and retiring anyway isn't that what he said
2: yeah he's been saying that for a while but he hasn't made that movie yet
3: but yeah but i mean that's it though right when he makes that what was the last one hollywood something Holly- that one yeah the hollywood one whatever that's called um i wasn't a big fan uh once, once the- upon a time in hollywood. once upon a time in hollywood yeah i was not a fan of that movie Um, but I'm, I'm sure that he's supposed to make like one more movie and retire. Like, and he's been saying that he's going to make X amount of movies and retire. So are we at X yet? Yeah. I I mean, I think
2: it's supposed to be the next one. He's also kind of shooting on movies that go directly to streaming. Like if it doesn't get in the movie theater and put asses in the seats, then it doesn't really exist. No one even knows it's there. He
3: says. Right. Like the Irishman.
2: Right, I mean that's kind of, I mean, it it, it it He's saying it's got to go in the zeitgeist, and you got to be released in the theaters to do that.
3: These are the same grumpy complaints that taxi drivers had when rideshare began. You know, it's just stupid. Uh, it's only a movie if it's in a the movie theater. Stupid.
2: Yeah, you're right. You're. I mean, it's. It, it is. It's 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 sticking with the past, it's not embracing yeah, it's the new small
3: news. minded and backwards thinking. That's yeah. what it is.
2: Yep. <laughs> All right. Also uh Danny Masterson, uh
3: hide from that seventy show convicted ten to thirty years. Yeah. Jeez. Ten to thirty years. Which and I don't know if it is now. I think it is. Isn't seventies show like back on Netflix because of the nineties show? Yeah. Right? Yep. <laughs> You're going to blur I'm, him out of all the episodes. That would be impossible. But I'm pretty sure that that is back on Netflix. Wait, I can look. Because the 90s show is. And I'm waiting for the first joke about Hyde being in jail. Right. Because, I mean, let's be honest. That shit would be funny. You know? The 70s know. show is not on there yet.
2: It's not that surprises me. With, they have the '90s show, but they don't have that '70s show on there. That's that's weird. Yeah.
4: Well, they're probably just waiting for the Danny mess and stuff to calm down.
2: Could could be they probably well, have the it, it's
3: not available anywhere. It hasn't been available for years anywhere. Like really, it
4: hasn't been available for years. I think the last place I do remember it was on Netflix. Like literally, at least five, six, seven years ago.
3: Yeah, it's been like that long. Yeah, no, and I'm pretty sure it's not streaming anywhere, you know, and I think the only way you can watch it right now is if you have the DVDs, I'm pretty sure. Yeah, another reason for social
2: or for uh, physical media. Have that physical media if you want to watch your stuff.
3: That You know what? I'm a big fan of the, that 70s show. I think it's really, I, I think it's a really good I think it's a really good sitcom. I have always thought it was a really good sitcom and I was a little taken aback by the fact now, in fairness, I didn't know all the Danny Masters and stuff that was going on. I really honestly didn't know anything about that, but, and I don't know if that's the reason that they pulled it off or not, because that was a number of years ago, as sandwich mentioned earlier, but, I was very upset about the fact that that was pulled at all. You know what I mean? I mean, that's an ensemble cast. You know what I mean? With no, I mean, if if we're calling Topher Grace the discernible lead, I would argue the point that he isn't, especially since he, he disappears a la... Richie Cunningham style the last season or two seasons of the show, whatever it was. Mm -hmm. So I'll argue that it's a full ensemble show and I don't think it should be pulled for the crimes of one person on that show. Whereas it, where, where I think differently about the Cosby show, which I think should be pulled because that is a show. And yes, there is an ensemble before I get attacked over it. It's it's an ensemble around a specific person. He even shares the name of the show with himself. And so I see the justification for pulling Cosby. I don't agree with it as much for 70 show, if that's the reason. But I haven't heard that's the reason. Is there any is there any insight in that? Is is it actually the reason that they did that? Does it say anywhere? Why 70 show is not streaming? I'd look I, myself, but every piece of technology that I own is brought to bear to bring you this fine program. I don't, I don't know. reading and they're reading.
5: <sighs> oh, so man. Apparently
4: there was a license deal that went out in 2020 so apparently that was the last time it was on Netflix and Netflix just didn't renew it in time.
3: Oh. So currently no one has it. It's just in limbo. That's uh weird. yes, That's right now. Somebody should snatch that up now. People are going to want to well, Netflix should snatch it up. I mean, it's kind of a dumb how, how on earth do you... you you know, and did you say 2020 because aren't they on the second season of 90 show now? Are they doing yeah. the second season? I don't know if it's on
2: second season. I haven't heard anything about a second season. Just the first.
3: I liked the Ashton Kutcher and Mila Kunis cameos. What,
2: five second cameo. I haven't watched. Yeah, that.
3: they were adorable. I'm glad to see they you're watching adorable. new
2: material and not just Little House on the Prairie and Night Court. So I do appreciate that you're watching newer stuff. So that that's a good thing.
3: Thanks uh, for. So you know what? Same way. Is it the same Seven, way you appreciated when you were in the park yesterday? And there were new droids, and you appreciated the fact that I only wanted one of each droid. Dude, that is absolutely breaking news too.
4: So 70 show is streaming on uh the Paramount.
2: Oh, Paramount has it right now. Oh, it is. Oh, okay. Okay. But sandwich, did you hear that go by though? Hold on. Yeah. It's time for breaking news I was buying something for Kevin in the park and he said just get one just get one I didn't get two just got one of the item that's a, that's the first it's, it's it's real growth it was the pride droids in in big kev it was the, it was the 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 Astromech droids special uh for Pride month um but again a, and and again this is the first time that Kevin has said yeah I can, I'll just do one So, I mean, are you proud of him? I mean, you know, you've been giving him a hard time for months now about his problem. He's made some, he he had a breakthrough. He he made progress. Are you going to give him, you're going to give him something?
4: Evan, I'm proud of you for making the decision to only get one. Thank you, sir. Anytime. And when was it it like a, a single one or was it like a pack of one? It was no, both. No, no, it was both. That's not even me being a. That's not me being a douche. That's
3: legitimately a It's collection. a single and a pack, one of each.
2: Okay. Instead okay. of instead of two of each, which would have been in the the normal, uh, the normal allotment. Correct. So, yeah, we're all very proud of Kev. Everybody's thoughts I, and prayers. I have am been excited helping. to add these
4: wonderful things to my astromech collection.
3: Speaking of adding to your collection, uh. Make sure that you go because there may be uh packages there with items which we should be talking about on the show. So you yeah, have I to I do my show I I d I can't get to the far. unit this
4: weekend, so I don't want to have shit sitting in my car.
3: The I understand
4: sir. When, Perhaps when, this
2: is a conversation for off air. When when do you think you're gonna be able to get out there, Sandwich?
4: Yeah, I can get to the I can it's get
1: it. Let the dungeons and the dragons begin. It's DMD.
4: with the legends of your it's DND.
2: Oh you know what that means.
3: (laughs) Absolutely folks. That means Sandwich thinks he's off the hook about
4: going to the show's box. (laughs) I can go to the box. I just don't want to leave stuff in my car for a week. Anyways so oh Oh, I'm sorry I was talking to the producer. Oh my fault. Anyways (laughs) so let's soul anytime. Um, a new D and D book was announced, but the strange thing is, so it was announced on the official D and D store, but if you go to the Dungeons and Dragons website or like you know, Wizards of the Coast Dungeons and Dragons website, it's not there. But this is an official book with all official products and stuff, so I don't know what's going on. I don't know who's in in charge of this stuff. Probably some adult who's doing a bad job. But the next D D book was announced. Bigby presents Glory of the Giants. It is a source book, so it's going to be all about giants and giant related things a DM can do, a player can do.
3: Definitely Stuff a priority. Like bo- a, definitely a priority book because it's a reference book,
2: my opinion. Yes. And already oh, being absolutely. made fun of, the Glory Hole of the Giants memes are a run amuck on the internet. So,
4: some of the things you will find.
2: (laughs) Oh, I can't (laughs) wait for that
4: adventure. (laughs) Some of the things you will find in this book, besides that. um, Some new subclasses, some new backgrounds, um, and a large uh, bestiary section, or a large section of the book will be devoted to stat blocks for new uh, creatures of some sort. Ooh. They said at least a third of the book will just be stat blocks,
3: which is decent. Well, yeah, that's, I mean, that's a good reference book should have that, in my opinion. I know I make fun. But, fine. Uh, uh, yeah.
4: So the other thing that's interesting, this book is slated to come out, at least on D&D Beyond, because for some reason, once again, it has not been officially listed on the D&D website. Um, it's slated to come out on D&D Beyond, August 1st, 2023. I'd also like to point out, it appears this is the first official uh, price hike Oh, D&D books. It looks like, from what I'm seeing here, there's a $10 price hike. Going from a $50 book to a $60 book. Could be a really big book, though. In theory. I'm not saying it won't be, but based on what I'm seeing here, I don't believe so. Oh, so you know what? It'll be physically released two weeks. So it gets released August 1st on D&D Beyond. Right. It gets physically released 2 weeks later August 15th. Do they give you a number of pages? Um uh, no. 7. <laughs> it could be. This obviously does come with I also I had to look for this. I did find an alternate cover. Looks very pretty. Um definitely going to be interested in that. So another thing I'll note out, because initially the way that they, they slated the year for D&D 5e was that they were going to do one book a quarter. And I was saying recently, where's quarter two? So they moved this book into quarter three, like mid to end quarter three. So I guess that means towards the end of the year, we're just going to get book after book after book. Well, we get two books. So book and book before we go into uh one D&D. Um, I also haven't seen anything new in the re- re- forms of uh one D and d uh unearthed Arcana like source material. So I don't know if they've been slowing down production on that. As far as we're aware, this will probably be the last source book I believe the next books are like, okay, no, so this is the last I guess stat purely stat block themed book. I think the next two books, one of them is an adventure. And the other one is a bunch of items and um, different things you can do with magic stuff. So that's kind of like a more generic book. But this will be the last themed uh, source book from what I saw before.
2: So so I was looking know. at an article and it said mm-hmm. like the 2023 releases were supposed to be Keys from the Golden Vault, Bigby yep. Presents, The Glory of the Giants, The Book of Many yep. Things, and The Fandelver and Below, The Shattered Obelisk right Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. but then they also announced a planescape 2023 sourcebook that's magic the gathering right
4: so planescape yeah that's a that sounds like a magic the gathering thing i'm not (laughs) sure
2: because they they shared they shared names so the it could be one of the other planescape 2023 sourcebook is going to be uh sigil in the outlands a 96 page sourcebook uh Morte's Planar Parade, a 64 page book that's essentially the monster manual for Planescape, and Turn of the Fortune Wheel, a 96 page adventure, and they're gonna come in a slipcase. A la spelljammer. Oh,
4: good. I think I do one of those a year. Yay. Planescape is a blah 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 blah. Yeah, so it's a campaign setting from A D and D.
2: Okay. So
4: yeah, that's so it's what a, I thought.
2: So it's not related to basically so Wizards of the no, Cropes or to magic. It's Academy.
3: hopping. It's basically hopping the planes of, uh, uh, you know, like the planes and not the planes like the grasslands. I mean, the like the planes of existence. And I think there's something in magic that sounds like Planescape, but I don't know what it would be. There if is. only there's we a, had. Oh, there's a couple there's different the, magic experts in the in the in the show on the show here could tell us there's a couple different things that could be related it could they could
4: vaguely reference maybe one of the magic the gathering planes because one of the big things about magic is there's people who they take adventures through the planes anyways so they could be vaguely related to that you can maybe flavor some of these things like that is there a card
3: called planeswalker that's a card type yes Maybe that's what I'm thinking. Yeah,
2: then that, that was wasn't that the name of like the board game? The Magic the Gathering board game was called like Planeswalker? Something like that? Yeah, something like that. Okay. All right, so that's where I was confused. So it is not directly related to uh no. Magic the Gathering as, as I as I thought. Okay. And then back to what you're saying, the price like the books are going up in cost by like twenty percent.
3: Well yeah, it so depends. depends. It looks if like it's a it, bigger book way off though. If it's a bigger book, it it could justify the price. We would just need to know the pages.
4: Exactly. How many page? How many extra pages defines a ten dollar price hike? Though. L- look at the last book and see how many pages were in it. They've been roughly all about like three hundred pages. Okay. So like four hundred pages. I mean, well, let's see. Because three hundred monsters of the, the the last big book I could think was Monsters of the Multiverse. That was a very large bug, and that still was the same MSRP
3: forty nine ninety five. Maybe this book is bigger than that.
2: It's no, awesome. no, I think that they have said, we're raising prices. I don't think it's, oh, this is a bigger book. I, I, I have no doubt that that prices. is a
3: possibility. I'm just curious to know if it, ha- if it had to do with, you know, are they just going to say, well, we just raised the price because, or are they going to say, well, we added 10 pages? So therefore, it's now ten dollars more, which doesn't work out math wise.
4: <laughs> so I have the uh, the last. Well, so I I grabbed the big one I was talking about for reference, just to see how many pages it had. So this book had okay. This one actually only had three hundred pages, a little under the Monster of the Multiverse, which is the last big book I could remember. Uh, he's from the Golden Vault which was the last like uh mini adventures book only had 200 pages. So I'll say the big version of 4995 is about 300 pages. So this book would have
3: to exceed in my mind is there is there an AMO, Amazon listing for this book yet? I don't think so because in there they would have the it. pages.
4: Only seen it on the D website. Do, 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 do.
3: We could check Amazon I mean, I'm just you assuming know. that somewhere they would have had to have released that information. Usually they do. So it is on Amazon. Do, 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 do
4: 192 pages. Wow. So with that knowledge in hand, it now it's over less pages.
3: Yes. By a lot. Yeah. By a hundred, that's by a third, almost and increased, the increase the price by what? 20%.
2: So twenty here, here's the statement third, from D 33
3: less book, 20% more price. And,
2: and here's the statement over on dndbeyond.com. This space is dedicated to communicating clearly and transparently with our players. Even when the topic isn't particularly fun, since the release of the 2014 D&D Core Rulebooks, we've kept prices stable, book prices stable. Unfortunately, with the cost of goods and shipping continually increasing, we finally had to make the decision to increase the price of our new release print books. We've committed to creating high-quality products that deliver great value to our players and must increase our prices to accomplish that. This will go into effect starting with the glory of the giants. So, well, and it's going to be so if 59 dollars you know, you know, maybe- is the bundle.
4: If you're gonna raise the fucking price, at least make the page number
3: about roughly the same. Oh, but um, this is not the slipcase one, right? No. no. So okay. the slipcase
4: was like what a hundred or something dollar. So uh, I imagine it's gonna be like one hundred and fifty dollars by the time it comes
3: out. Maybe. So, if so so this just, is not the slipcase, then players who yeah purchase... they're out they're out of their mind.
2: Yeah. Players who purchase Bigby Presents uh, Glory of the Giants digital physical bundle through Dungeons & Dragons store can get the bundle for $59.95 for the entire pre-order window, which is consistent with our current digital physical bundle pricing. After the pre-order window closes, digital physical bundle prices will go to sixty nine ninety five.
3: Where's Where's the order window? When is it over? You don't want the Beyond stuff?
2: Yeah, that's the digital oh, physical bundle. bundle. Physical that's, bundle. That's the bundle. No,
4: yeah, no, you're bundling a online book and a physical book. Yeah, that's the bundle. You get a bunch of electronic things like electronic dice and electronic character sheets for D and D Beyond. The thing you don't use,
3: but you get the physical book for ten dollars less, sir. No, you don't. That's what I'm saying. Isn't the price for the what's the price for the package?
4: Uh, it so was, it's fifty nine uh, ninety five and yeah. it's gonna be sixty nine ninety five.
2: And and Big B presents Glory of the Dragons book on Amazon is forty dollars and ninety one cents. Oh, That's the Amazon it. price, right? You know, now the MSRP. The the list price is fifty nine ninety five. Yeah, fifty nine yeah. ninety five, which is what you would pay in a local game store. Yep. So the so price it, is fifty nine ninety five now. It, it's ten bucks more if you want the... To... Uh, if you want the online bundle. And what they're basically saying is if you order it through them during the pre-order period, you get essentially the online bundle for free, right? Yes. So. But also, so oh, no, oh, go ahead.
4: No, so I was just going to say, like, you know, we've seen Wizard of the Coast Hasbro slowly raise the price of their things, like, you know, the... uh magic stuff D stuff stuff can be more expensive they've been trying to find a way to nickel and dime and find money somewhere in their fans because when they say and like uh what's what was it one of those like shareholder meetings that D is like criminally under monetized that's like almost a direct quote you know they're going to come for the pricing at some point they're going to find a way to get their money i'm i'm waiting for the next step where it's like here's certain dnd dice you need to play certain things i'm waiting for them to figure out some way to make it so like apple where it's like you need to buy apple things or with apple products they're gonna figure out a way to do it it's just waiting for it to happen yeah
2: so i saw one more article and it said it's talking about you know dnd D next or one D or whatever yes and it said uh Okay, so it's, it just says, uh, we're releasing new editions of the books, we're not releasing a new edition of the game. So, basically, the Player's Handbook 2024 is going to be updated, but it's still 5e. Like they're, It looks like maybe they're not, like they've pulled back on moving to 1D&D, they're just going to release a new Player's Handbook, so, but it's not d d Next, or it's not, it's still so, 5e. So-
4: the only problem with that so far is that they have taken the steps in their Unearthed Arcana releases to adjust certain classes and features to work certain different ways. That they, you know, five E works one way. This new version will work another way. But isn't isn't it supposed to be backwards compatible? In theory, what I'm saying, like certain things in five E are not going to operate the same way in this new version. Like so, can like you give an example. You can. D- if I can punch two times a turn but i can in 5e i can make my punch magic twice um in new one d d they said you can only do that once so the exact example is paladins can smite in 5e d on every attack they make from close range take my sword add magic on it smite add more damage now you can only do that once per turn so, if you have nine attacks by the grace of gods, you only have one smite. The current version, you have nine attacks, you have up to nine smites if you have that many spell slots. So, you know, a bunch of different stuff.
2: I mean, yeah, I, I guess you're right. Like, if it's a, if the rules are different in the updated version, it's not just consolidating and simplifying the information from previous versions, then it, it, it becomes a new addition, a new version, a new edition. So, you know, 6E, 5E. So they're they're adjusting a lot
4: of things. 5E.1. Yeah. I'm cool if they... I'd rather them not lie and just say we're making a new thing that's inspired by 5E. That's really what it is. They're taking inspiration from a lot of 5E because 5E was just because of how it worked because of the internet, I think, mostly. It was, like, the most popular version. You know, it had the most player base because... The internet could let it spread all over the place. Also, literally the internet because it had online play for 5E with like Roll World, World Twenty and D beyond and stuff. You know, so it was their most successful period. So it would be silly to truly deviate from it. They're just gonna change some things. So it's gonna be a learning curve. But you know, I was at a comic shop yesterday, and that's local to me, and I saw a bunch of people there for D D having fun, playing D D. So I just want that to be a continued process, that people are having fun playing D&D. So I just hope that this new one keeps what was good about 5e D&D in that it was very easy for players who are new to pick up and understand the game. Yes, there is definitely learning curves to the game, but it was pretty easy to understand and play. And yeah, if you're playing a more complex character, it might take you a little bit longer. But if you're playing a simple class, and you have people who know what they're doing around you. Or even if you don't. There's enough source sources online. You can figure out how your things work. And just it'll be an easy playing experience. So you can do the fun part of D&D. Which in my mind is the RP. When you get to make silly voices and make silly names. And then the combat stuff will come to you later. And that's my D&D talk for a little bit. Yeah. And then I, I took the keys for the unit. And I threw them away. And I threw them away. Gone forever, never to be seen again. We lost Kev. He's asleep.
0: I'm not asleep. <laughs>
3: are you sure? Because your eyes are closed and your head's drooping, sir. No, I'm looking. I'm reading something. Uh, oh, so when I read, when I look down,
4: reading. <laughs> oh, oh, I can't do it.
3: I had the courtesy to at least turn off my camera while I was looking at the thing.
4: You didn't turn it on here for us. <laughs> Well,
3: I don't need to I'm not putting on a show for you two. I can't turn off my camera over here when I'm reading. Yes, you can. All right, hold on. I'm gonna
4: read something real quick. <laughs> yeah, exactly. What do, what do you think, Kev?
3: What are you, what are your five E opinions? Do you have any five E opinions? I you know, I really like uh, I like the pace that they've been doing the release. And as we've previously talked about, I'm not about switching again. I'm going to, because that's what a junkie does. When the one drug goes away, another drug has its day. So, I mean, it's not like I'm not going to be on board. I totally am. But at the end of the day, I'm, I'll am i be sad that 5e will be replaced ultimately, regardless of what they're saying. it 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 will be a replacement. So let's yeah. not kid ourselves.
2: Is is do they need to do that? I guess that's the question. Is there a way to, again, put out the player's handbook twenty twenty four version,
5: mm-hmm.
2: tweaking rules, and then they can basically say, well, you know, if you're using the twenty twelve version, this is the rule twenty twenty. You know what I mean? Like you can. It's still book five- would be massive. That, that that's the problem, right? So you can't yeah you can't tweak and without
3: no without it being it. a new version. No, and then if you do a new version of one, you have to do a new version of all. But that's the business model because you want to sell more books, or you want to sell that information. And now in in the in the digital realm, you want to sell that book in the digital realm also. So you, you know they have to keep it fresh. The only problem is is that I think they're stacking. A little too closely, and especially with the fact that Five E is the most popular version of the game. Let me think. Ever it dwarfs all previous versions. So, Scott, are you reading something, or did we lose you? No, I'm here. I'm reading something. So, yeah. Sure but I'm listening. So your head was down. Your eyes were closed.
2: Um. <laughs> I mean, yeah. I just. I guess you're right. The business model is. Okay, yeah, I've got my DM's guide and my player's handbook and my monster manual. But the, the, I'm still going to buy the player's handbook 2024, even if it's just consolidating the information and adding, you know, if it's taking all of the new classes that got introduced in all of the different uh, campaign settings that they did, and then putting them into the new player's handbook, I would still buy it. So it's all well, in no, one place, it, right?
3: It will never. They'll never do that. They'll never do that. There'll be some tweaks, but that's about it. Because if they do that, they can't stick them in other books down the line and have you buy those books also or rebuy them if they're just doing, you know, uh, Monster Manual for D&D One, uh, you one know, you, you know, and, and what have you. Xanathar's Guide, you know, uh, uh, to everything, uh, d 1 edition, for example. They can't get you to rebuy stuff. If they put all the information in one book, what I think will probably happen is I think the books will get thinner and more expensive, like we're seeing already. And it will cause you to have to buy more books in order to keep up like Pathfinder, you know, Pathfinder is not a lot of really big books, but a shit ton of smaller, almost old school, modular style books, very thin, not a lot of information, um, and and so forth. And the topics where they are reference materials, the topics are very specific and, and, and and limited, you know, to only that topic. So it might be, you know, the book might be shoes that halflings can wear. (laughs) And that's like, you know, that would be the content of, of that, quote book end quote. Although I wouldn't calling it a book is almost insulting. An but, aggressive pamphlet. An aggressive pamphlet. That's good. Um, but the 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 point is though is that every time they do this it's a gamble. Because one, especially right now it's a gamble because one D is again, it's probably more popular now than it's ever been. One, two, if if the public comes out against these books either because they're rebuying books that they only bought a few years ago or that they're going to shit on the new rule system, whatever those changes are, then they run into a real problem of the sales falling off a cliff. So, you know, a la like second edition or third edition rather, and then they had to have 3.5 where they fix things. It's, you know, like it's all that's all a gamble that they take by doing this. My opinion.
5: Oh, yeah.
4: No, I mean, I I don't know if they're I don't know how monetizing d d meant changing the system that's made money for a decade. But, you know, maybe they have smarter guys in their rooms or maybe they should have yes men who thought it was a good idea. Who knows what it is?
2: Definitely not smarter guys because it's Hasbro. You remember when when that article when they were having the OGL thing just a couple months back, and I think there was a huge disconnect where uh, like the one person like wanted to shut down D and D Beyond, and then the other guy said, "Oh no!" And then they bought it instead. Like 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 he was specifically going. he, He bought it to to kill it.
4: And like, no, we'll love it forever and make it our thing.
3: Yeah. It was not owned by Hasbro. But it is now. It is now. Yeah.
2: Yes. And, and and but I think that like there was I I just I'm trying to remember what the article said, but it was like one person's trying to move D D in, in one direction and it was away from D D Beyond. And then Hasbro bought D D beyond, so now it, now they're married to it and they gotta bring it back and make it more in line with, you know, the digital bundles. Don't forget,
3: any content that they sell on D&D Beyond is pure, almost pure profit. They don't have to print anything. They don't have any over, the overhead is whatever pittance they pay the creator and the, the person who makes it suitable for online viewing. Right. That's it. And they can theoretically update it
2: Right, that would be a benefit to it, right? If the rules change, then your D&D Beyond just sticks with the new rules, right? They they, they could even just just
4: take the old version of the rules and just adjust it and make like a slider. Yeah. Like
3: 5e versions, 1D&D versions. Yeah. Um I think what they'll do is at some point, they will stop supporting 5e on D&D mm-hmm. Beyond and convert Absolutely. everything. Mm-hmm to D&D 1. I think that's exactly what, I'm sure that's what the plan will be. I'm sure they have a plan Absolutely. for that too, like you know, like we'll we'll get the core books out, whatever they consider the core books to be. Player's Handbook, DM Guide, Monster Manual, maybe it's those. They'll get those out, maybe one or two more and they'll be like, okay, and they'll make an announcement, at effective such and such a date, we will be converting D&D Beyond to D&D 1. And that will and everything your character, all the information you have, and everything else will all convert over to D anD D one. That seems the easiest way d- to do it, and to kill, you know, and and, and sort of to, uh, you know, sound possibly the death knell for physical media in D anD D, or at, at least to an stuff, extent like. I understand I them do that, something
4: done like legacy doing it like oh your legacy D and D beyond will
3: be different than your one D and D beyond. I, I don't even think they'll do that. that. I don't think they'll retain that, you know, because I think what they'll 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 always be progressing forward. And what can we sell you next? You know, what is the first rule of Italian race car driving sandwich?
4: I wish I knew.
3: I'm sorry. What is behind me does not concern me. Get it? So they don't care about what they've or what 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 is behind them. They're just looking forward. They don't need to support anything that that went that that is behind them. Here, let me put it another way. Red Dead Redemption 2 online. Hmm. Rockstar doesn't support that shit anymore, but they're still like putting bullshit content on there. But at some point, probably sooner than later, they're just gonna dump it because they're not, you know, it's not a money maker for them anymore. They're looking forward. They're looking at GTA 6 or GTA you know, 1 GTA whatever the fuck it's going to be called. The point is is that they're not going to and I don't think and and speaking of GTA uh there's some question yeah. there's some question about whether uh your your characters accounts and everything else will transfer over to the new gta i heard this the other day and do you know how that is going to alienate guys that have been playing gta 5 for what 10 years at least 10 years more than 10 years okay my 2013 millions of dollars of oh, uh, yeah. i mean i mean millions of of in-game dollars you know what i mean and like I mean so that you, you know that the, the we have to remember that these are businesses and in the case of Hasbro cutthroat uh could give a shit about the fans business. So that's all I'm saying. So fun fact GTA
4: five since twenty thirteen has made at least seven point seven billion dollars since release in 2013 and that is a completely separate number than anything it made
2: in gta online yeah well there you go is that just sale of the game itself and microtransactions or no the microtransactions are separate is what you mean yeah wow i mean not to go off on the hasbro rant but like for a company that doesn't seem to really care. Oh about no no! Play your opening, and now
1: another. <laughs> well, so
4: so one. no, let's go. Let's, 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 let's bring down the D D.
2: Oh, you want to do say, that? All right, hold on.
1: It's D and D
3: warriors that terrify. It's DND.
2: And now another Big Kev Hasbro rant. This is not my rant. This, this is West Coast Scott rant.
4: Geek stuff. TNG.
2: Do you want me to go back in there and just
3: bleep that over it? Um, I mean, Hasbro. Just... I, I want. I want to point out the fact that Sandwich with the with the quick producer skills there. I think he's ready to produce. His, uh, to produce a show, maybe for other people. Yeah, your fucking mind. Sports go sports with the sandwich. As soon as the sandwich shop runs three weeks in a row without issue.
2: <laughs> the Rider Strike
3: hits everyone. It hits That's us right.
2: It hits us hard. Um, true. But so I'm just looking at the, the depth into the geek community that Hasbro impacts. Right? I mean, you know, so. It's so way deeper than we were. Pretty would have big. Yeah, it's, pretty they have, have a big so. footprint, Right because yep. d&d Huge. and magic and and action figures and you know all you know all of that stuff it's well it's, it's i
3: mean you're being broad very broad. you know magic the gathering is the biggest trading card game in the world DD is the biggest role-playing game in the world star wars is the biggest license in the world marvel is probably the second biggest license in the world and those are all owned by hasbro what am I forgetting? I'm forgetting something else. I don't remember what, but there's oh Transformers Hasbro, you know, like, I mean, they, they got some, some power Rangers, not so big now, but you know, like Hasbro definitely has its greedy little greasy hands in all aspects. Because honestly, if you, if you look at it from that perspective, Marvel is a broad license uh transformers is an anime license power rangers is a live action japanese license i guess uh for kids uh uh y- y- you know magic the gathering they in and it's more than just magic the gathering they're a huge board game company yeah it, you know, not just you know not just card game magic the gathering have other games and they also have uh D, which is the world's largest and most popular role playing game by far, bar none. There is not even a close second. Don't call the GVM line. 201 730 2547. And tell me Pathfinder is, is also a big role playing game because I will shut that shit down. Because respectfully it doesn't even close. Respectfully doesn't even sniff the area. Exactly exactly it doesn't have the stink that hasbro has put on D. but so
2: i guess the, the point here is again i'm looking at the hasbro's website and you're right like the brands that are under that umbrella it's like when you talk about like the food industry is like only one or two companies that own all the different foods that we eat. You know, the airline industry is a couple of airlines. The, you know, media industry is only a couple of companies own all the media. Well, Hasbro owns so much of the of the genre, the geek-related items. And so they're in it for the money, not for the love of it. You know what I mean? Like, like you said, they don't, they don't now, do what's good for...
3: Go ahead. Now they're working on projects with Mattel.
2: Right antitrust get an antitrust and suit, you go. know
3: and you know where that will probably lead with, with it, it, in all probability it will lead to hasbro acquiring mattel if mattel dips down low enough what does mattel have right now mattel has he-man in the boys division barbie
2: disney princesses I'm just looking at their toys
3: who has Jurassic Park? Is that Hasbro also? So, because so that's taken up a huge uh, uh, amount of shelf space. Mattel
2: has Barbie, Hot Wheels, Fisher Price, American Girl, Mega Blocks. They have a lot of Disney uh, licenses. Jurassic World Mattel. WWE. Oh, they Mattel. do.
3: Ju- oh, so Mattel does have Jurassic Park toys. Yes. Okay, because that's another huge. Uh, a footprint in the toy aisle these days is these Jurassic park toys. So there's a lot of those. Um, Yeah. But I I mean, if you, if you can possibly imagine what would happen if Hasbro acquired Mattel, because if they dip down again and they inevitably will, because they all go through this, what does Mattel have? He-Man and again, that's a nostalgia thing because the new stuff sucks. You know, the new shows suck, the new toys suck. Uh but everyone is flipping out over the um over the kind of original, I can't remember what the name of that I can't remember what the name of that collection is, but it's basically like redoes of the original figures. I can't remember what it's called. Origins. I think it's He-Man Origins or something. Where it's basically like the old school figures they're just redoing them. Um, And the Masterverse line, which will come as a surprise to no one, I have Masterverse figures. That's how good they are. They're really good. And, you know, and I don't have much nostalgia for He-Man, hardly any, but it's hard to deny the fact that these figures are awesome. Oh, they also have WWE. That's another one that they have part of their footprint Um, because wrestling toys are still huge so that's mattel also but you know again either hasbro is gonna pluck away well they can't pluck away he-man because they they own it outright but they could pluck away wwe they could pluck away jurassic park and if they pluck away a few of those ips mattel's gonna dip and when mattel dips Hasbro could snatch them up probably without much, without doing very much. So I want you to imagine, and now they're working on projects together. Yikes. Scary. Which is why on this program and any program that we will ever do in the possible near future on a different platform will be always will be in, to some extent, calling out the big companies and also promote and not, not just shitting on them to shit on them, but saying what they do when they do it. And moreover, and more importantly, to promote the little guys, fans are doing the best work. Everybody says it, including us fans are doing the best work. Small companies are doing the best work right now. They're making the best toys in the world. Four Horsemen, Mythic Legions and Cosmic Legions lines, brilliant. Their own IP, they do all of it and it's brilliant. Uh we we just uh talked about most recently a, a couple of those kickstarters. The the what was it? The Bible Legends Kickstarter and Uh, uh, some other ones as well that we've promoted in the past. Uh, Fresh monkey fiction. We talk about them. We talk about um, uh, all of these independent small uh, Spiro toys. We had the guy who's the the head of animal warriors of the kingdom. Jason from animal warriors of the kingdom has done our show very early on in, in, in his process. Uh, And that line is, is really big right now with collectors. So the fans are making the best toys and fans like, you know, well, there's a whole bunch of different ones we could name, Um, uh, our friend of the show, Toy Weaver, he's doing some of the best retro toys out there. You know what I mean? And others as well. So the point is, is that the industry is shifting away from those big companies in large part uh to smaller companies some of which have their own ips some of which are are doing homages if you will there's a number of those there's any number of those all around the world we've talked about a bunch of them on this show those are the guys that are doing the best work right now while we slowly watch the slow sort of conglomeration as Hasbro casts its ugly, smelly shadow over the larger toy industry. There. It became my rant.
2: Are you happy? Is it, is it like uh, the Highlander? In the end, there can be only one, and it's going to be Hasbro?
3: Just, just, well, just, just It's like so, the blob. It just keeps growing and growing and growing. Yeah, but the hero won that, so I don't think Highlander is the right... And no, it's, it's, it's more there. like the
2: blob, right? It just absorbs and eats everything that it it, it comes I, in contact with. I think with the it.
3: blob is probably more accurate. Yeah.
4: What's funny to me is when you think about it, if Hasbro and Mattel would do, you know, commit the ultimate toy sin and join forces of evil, what other company, big name company, is there at that
3: point? Because most well, the next one trace back to them. The next one I think after Mattel and Hasbro might be Jack's Pacific, maybe, maybe. Jack's Pacific, who else is is in there that that's kind of big? I'm going through lines in my head, or company names that I know. I don't know who does AEW. I think is the other wrestling figures. Yes, I think that's also Jack's Pacific.
4: I've seen them. I'm trying to picture them in my
5: brain
3: i honestly don't i honestly uh other than Jax, i don't know who would be after that oh mcfarlane certainly yeah all right Cause, because dc whatever the dc legends line actual actual name is i don't remember what it's called um dc universe classics i think that's it that was apparently according to todd and i think other reputable sources or more reputable that was the top selling action figure line of 2021. Something like that. So, so
4: Jazzwares has the AEW uh, line. Oh,
3: Jazzwares. Yeah. Yeah. Jazzwares. That's that's the other one I, that I was not remembering. Uh, how about Ban- But yeah, see, there's a few big players out there still.
2: Yeah. Uh, I, I looked up a, little, a list here that's from 2022. But uh, you got Bandai is number three after Hasbro and Mattel.
3: Yeah, but you see, is that worldwide?
2: I I mean, it just says their major lines are Ben 10, Dragon Ball Z, Power Rangers, Thundercats, then McFarlane
3: toys. Well, hold on, because they're not doing Thundercats. They're licensing Thundercats to companies like Super 7, who are, depending on your personal feelings, either doing service to the line or shitting on it, depending on who you believe uh or who you appreciate um but what what were their lines is Ben 10 still a thing
2: no yeah. no it just they're just listed as number 3 on this list uh Bandai may be the biggest toy company which you've never heard of behind Mattel and Hasbro Bandai is the world's third largest toy manufacturer and has That's a large That's because presence. it's worldwide.
3: Okay. Because they're huge in, yeah. Because they're, they're a Japanese in- company, yeah. They do all that Japanese stuff. So, so then
2: McFarland yeah, okay. was number, was number four you know. on this list. Then NECA
3: is number five. McFarland, oh NECA, I keep forgetting. And, and- I have to say though, I have to say though about NECA that they're much more niche than uh, they're more uh, they're more a collector's line, a collector toy company than sort of toys that kids pick up off the shelf. You know, I don't know how many kids bought the Hannibal Lecter figure that NECA put out last year. Uh oh, but he, you know King like Stein, Donatello or whatever. Yeah, oh yeah, exactly. Yeah, but that's collector stuff. So, you know, I I kind of get it, but I'm also kind of like, mm, no, I don't I don't I mean I get it. They make toys. So, we're taking it just at the base level, who makes toys? Yeah, okay, they make toys. And they're big all over because uh, uh, at least in part, I have to say, because Nightmare on Elm Street, they not Nightmare on Elm Street, Nightmare Before Christmas, they had for a very long time, which is a worldwide, uh, a worldwide product phenomenon. So, and I think they had worldwide rights to produce stuff for that. I think at one time, I may be wrong about that.
4: It's it's crazy to me to think like at what point does you know. I don't want to be the guy. Like The government step in and say, hey, just because Hasbro basically is all of Toys R Us, uh, they're not monopolizing toys and it's cool. Or do they even what's, care? What's
3: Toys R Us?
4: Oh, sorry. It'll be Hasbro
3: R Us. Hasbro R Toys. Yeah. It'll be Toys R Us by Hasbro. <laughs> yeah. They're going to bring it back just,
2: to, just to, um, as before, a distribution. Before you know it. it, I mean, because The if Scent they... of
3: Toys by Hasbro. <laughs>
4: if they cannibalize Mattel and just take what they want, they could basically own
3: a majority of Poys R Us. Any license, any license that becomes available that Mattel holds, I'm willing to bet Hasbro is going to try to grab. I mean, I I know it's not. Jurassic Jurassic. Park. And and again, they own He-Man. I'm pretty sure they own He-Man. I may be wrong about that, but I'm pretty sure they own He-Man and I know, and not I not know they genre. own they also own Barbie. <laughs> I they own Barbie, so those two are pretty huge. Um uh so they own those, so those would be hard that would be I think uh, I, I think that would have to be acquiring the company in order to get their hands on that. But Jurassic Park WWE, that would put a serious dent in Mattel's uh wallet if they were to rescue not rescue if they were to acquire i don't know why i said rescue because i think mattel's doing fine with both of those lines to be honest um but if they were to acquire those licenses it would be a serious hit for mattel and it might dip them low enough for hasbro to scoop in and and pick them up
4: i can't wait till
3: like i get to build a andre the giant uh in the new line of (laughs) no no we're getting away hasbro Speaking of speaking of builda, here's a fun fact for you, sandwich. You need to get over to Amazon. Why is that? Because f- the former builda figure, Gladiator Hulk, from the Ragnarok movie, is now a standalone deluxe figure, Amazon oh. exclusive. Oh goddamn it all! With additional parts. And finally, I think the I think the big thing here, I think, I don't recall because I don't recall the build a figure because that was a hundred years ago. Um, but I think it's the angry head, which I think the other one did not have. I think. Hmm. But you'll find it, you'll tell me. The point is, is that uh I may have pre ordered that toy. <laughs> it's in the wheelhouse. I can't. The
2: Hulk's it in your just, wheelhouse? When did the Hulk get in your wheelhouse?
3: Sir, let me re—let me repeat what the product is and then I'll have Sandwich explained to you.
4: Oh, because it's Ragnarok? Thor Ragnarok in the MCU wheelhouse? Uh, Boom.
3: That's it. why the Sandwich is my favorite.
2: <laughs> <laughs>
3: Thank you, Kev. I'm all trying all to learn them.
2: Should we start wrapping this thing up?
3: I was about to say, should we wrap it up? Because if we start getting in the wheelhouse saga, it's it's going to be, it's going to be I long. I think we should wrap it up.
2: Yeah. So do this. Uh, go to the link tree, link tree, GeekStuffTNG. You can find all the links to the website, GeekStuffTNG.com. Patreon, GeekStuffTNG. Uh, follow us on the social medias. And uh, that's Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. Uh, Kev's pretty active posting stuff over on the Geek Stuff Facebook page, so be sure you're liking the, that over there. And subscribe on your better podcast servers, and heck, leave a review every now and then. You know, five-star reviews help other people to find the show, right? If you want to be a part of the show, like uh, Superfan Sergey to promote uh, the wonderful Hurricane in East Rockaway, New York, uh, on July 17th.
3: Is it July? I thought it was
2: June. June. I'm sorry, June on June 17th, next week, because this episode's coming out on the 12th. So this weekend, uh, be sure to support them if you're anywhere in the area of uh, East Rockaway, New York. Support Huracan and our friend uh, friends out there, including Superfan Sergey, who may make an appearance.
3: Uh, and and don't forget, uh, order now your photo opportunities and autographs with the sandwich. For $50, dollars you will send in cake. Who has promised who has promised to make an appearance at huracan this year right
2: isn't that the going price fifty dollars oh. and he sits in cake
3: that no 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 the cake thing that's that's I mean, yeah. that's big money okay yeah that's big money <laughs> oh all right i'm probably
4: gonna bring uh i'm gonna go with my good friend alex who Kev is
3: aware of oh yeah i like alex he's a good kid that sandwich is that that sandwich is sandwich <laughs>
2: like a club sandwich?
3: Alex's sandwich is sandwich. Sandwich is my sandwich. <laughs> Alex's sandwich is sandwich. It's a sandwich for us all. Has <laughs> everyone has a sandwich. Nice. Okay. Um, all right, is that it? Are we done? Well, yeah, we have a title?
2: Get, we need a title and we need social medias for me. I'm Pieday Scott on Instagram and uh, Twitter. Sandwich, what about you? I am...
4: Yeah, Fat Dumbledore. Why the
2: fuck? I'm Fat
4: running. Dumbledore. I say it with conviction now. F A T D O M. Just say
3: I am Fat Dumbledore.
4: I am Fat Dumbledore. Isolate. You shall not pass. F-A-T-O-M.
3: Isolate that. Isolate that. D-L-E-D-O-R-E. Uh, I am Big Kev G S on uh, Fortnite when I get to play with my very dear and uh, special friend Sandwich, which I can't even remember who was president the last time we played. And I'm BK geek stuff everywhere else. All right. What do you want to title the episode? I don't know, that's a good one. What did we talk about? Was there anything? I mean, there was a big section on the D&D stuff. That's true.
2: You want to do the Big B's, B's glory hole? <laughs> Could we do Big, that? Yeah. Eh. Uh, Not terrible. You don't want to do the glory hole with yeah, the every, Giants? It's already out. Everyone has a sandwich.
3: <laughs> everyone has a sandwich. That's funny.
2: He's sandwiches sandwich. Everyone has a sandwich. Alex is sandwiches
3: sandwich. Alex
2: is sandwiches sandwich. Okay. Got it. So that's
3: there you go. You can tell him he made the episode. There you go. The episode title, Alex is Sandwiches Sandwich. We oh. have,
4: quick, 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 quick story, quick story. Kev uh, in the private chat said he needed a sandwich and I immediately replied, what can I do for you?
3: I said no, as in the food, not you. Yeah. Yeah. I am saying yeah, I'll be there soon. I'm just, I just need a sandwich. And he's like, what, what do you mean?" And I'm just like, no, 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 the food. An actual sandwich. <laughs> Anyways. Anyways. Um, all right. With that, we will bring this episode of Geek Stuff TNG, episode 723, the one we've titled Alex is Sandwich's Sandwich, to a close. The way we end some shows by saying Good night, Doyle
4: Brunson wherever you are.
1: And on that note, we cue the music.